Good morning, motivators. It is friggin' Christmas week. Or actually, the week that precedes Christmas. Holidays moving along. Friggin' happy uh, Hanukkah to everybody, of course. Or whatever you celebrate. Merry Christmas. You know, I get that sometimes. Uh, you tell people, well, happy holidays. You know, season's greetings, I'll say. And uh, I know that I have a few people in my life who are Jewish, so if I catch it, I'll, I'll say Happy Hanukkah. And they pretty much know. They get the deal. They probably celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. But some people, you know, the war on Christmas is something that people believe is a very real thing. Some people do. And... Uh, Everyone else doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. But everybody's trying to protect their ideals and things that they hold high and love and respect. And I appreciate that, even if I might not agree that there's a war on Christmas. Uh, there's a war of ideas and, and uh, ideals and philosophies constantly, right? All the information that's coming at us, we either choose to accept it or reject it based upon our previous knowledge. So, it's a thing. It's interesting. Holidays are here. Let's see how crazy this week gets. I already got a few patients adding on this morning. Um, stressful time of year. Physically, mentally, it's gotten cold outside. So, people are shivering. They're falling, slipping and sliding, unfortunately, getting in car accidents. And otherwise their backs hurt. So, who do they call? Good old Dr. Rowe, and I'm happy to be there for him. But there's definitely something in the air that you can feel. Yes, yes. That's my little girl. Oh, she loves me. She does not like when I leave early, that Lil. I'm sorry, it's got a, to clarify, I got a text message coming in from my, my daughter. She uh, does not like when I leave early be nice if I could walk her to the bus stop every day or drive her to the bus stop and I try as often as I possibly can but more and more I've been needed early at the office and that fucks with, uh, with my getting my daughter to the bus stop so I'm going to work on that in the new year trying to make sure that I do not start until 9am so that I can have a full hour to get to the office and prepare for the day I love that girl so damn much. Let me text her back. Uh, love you too, baby. Love you too, baby. Have a great day. There we go. All right. Moving right along here. Literally and figuratively crossing friggin' Route 113, heading down. Sunshine, people's eye, Christmas spirit is there. And we think about all the sugar plums dancing in people's heads and visions of sugar plums that dance in our heads. Listen, I, t I around the office, around the office, I've uh, been telling a story about, and it, just mulling over with people, what is your favorite 
Christmas song? What is your holiday tune? What, uh, how about movies? You ever see the movie A Christmas Carol? And Christmas Carol is the story of Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim and all that shit. It's not as prominent these days, but that was like one of the main ones we always watched growing up. Lewis Carroll? Christmas Carol? Who the fuck wrote it? Somebody famous, and it's a great story about life and death and thankfulness and Christmas spirit. And one of my favorite scenes involves Ebenezer Scrooge, who is a fucking jerk-off. He's a miser. He's not a nice guy. He's all about business. He's past midlife now, and he's a curmudgeon, just kind of hangs out in his house, goes from work to the house. He's a slave driver at work, pulls rank constantly on this dude called Bob Cratchit, who is his clerk or assistant, essentially. And all Bob wants to do is have a you know a positive work environment, so he's nice as can be to Ebenezer, Mr. Scrooge, as he calls him. But Mr. Scrooge uh, is a dick, so keeps it you know just above freezing in the office. And if Bob, God forbid, Bob Cratchit would be caught putting a lump another lump of coal in the stove to turn the heat up a notch. Ebenezer Scrooge will jump in his shit and give him a bunch of grief. Cratchit, you put another lump of coal on the stove, uh, dock your pay uh, half a shilling. So he's always giving Bob Cratchit grief, which is messed up. At the very least, let the guy maintain proper core temperature, right? Mr. Scrooge walks home after long days, productive days at the office, making all kinds of money. And people come up to him on the street. Hey, would you like to donate to this? Hey, you got a couple cents, whatever. And he just kind of turns his nose up at everybody. And uh, doesn't he's out of touch with what the common man and woman are dealing with. So you get beggars on the street, and beggars will beg. And people having tough times. He's even if he doesn't want to support whatever. You know, these questions like we all do. Where's his money going? And you pull up to that light, and you got that guy who claims he's a veteran walking straight down the median with a cardboard sign. Hey, you know, looking for a bite to eat, need money for whatever, and you're like, oh, fuck. My wife's always like, oh, give him this power bar. I love her to pieces, but she's a bigger sucker than I am. I'm just not convinced that the money's going whatever donation is going to the right place, and we've had some experiences I think I've talked about previously that uh, lead me to believe that that is true, but doesn't mean you still don't feel for these folks and try to help, help everybody Lebanese, he doesn't feel for anybody, he's freaking cynical he's lost everything uh, relationships uh, chosen he's, he's, uh, has chosen business and money over an opportunity for himself over that of other people and just doesn't really feel, doesn't empathize with other people, let alone uh, um, you know, certainly not sympathize. Okay? But he's gone cold. And so my favorite scene involves Scrooge hanging out in his house, cold, dark, lifeless place, even though he's it's probably opulent by the standards of anybody else who... Uh, lives in that time, he's sitting in his den, in his, in front of his roaring fire, 
and he's eating a bowl of chowder or soup or gruel, whatever the hell he's eating. And all of a sudden he hears a clank, clank, clank. Something coming up the stairs, something knocking on his door, and he's all shitting his pants. In comes his old business partner, the ghost of his business partner, the first of three spirits. This is um, Jacob Marley. Well, Jacob Marley, pretty cool cat back in the day. Scrooge and him did business together. They were partners. They did a lot of good work together. Jacob dies. Scrooge takes over the whole operation and runs it. And he was scared. Scrooge is scared out of his mind. Marley basically says, look, I was dragging all this shit. I got chains. I got lockers. I've got big bolts and locks and clanky things. This is all the baggage that I had carried that I must carry in the afterlife because I was such a turd in when, when I was alive and well. So... Scrooge is like, whoa. And Marley says, shit, well, you know, you got your chains. You think these are a lot? Your chains, your baggage is so much greater. You're on track for beating me, and you're going to be carrying all this shit with you. Clank, clank, clank. DDIP strength. Hauling all this shit around there in the afterlife. So you better change your ways. Like a scared straight sort of scenario. And at one point, Marley says, oh yeah, when we were so, so focused on business, when we should have been helping people out and had a, a heart for for the less fortunate. And Scrooge says, oh yeah, business. Well, we did do, Jacobs, we did do pretty good business together. And uh, Jacob says, business? Mankind was our business. Like, we should have looked out for other people. We had a lot to be thankful for. We were blessed with a, a fortune and successful businesses. Well, maybe we could do something to help other people out who might be struggling comparatively. And Scrooge is taken aback, you know, completely foreign to him. He had never really thought about it. Or he did, but he just overrode those thoughts of kindness and charity with, fuck it, I'm all out for myself, right? which is unfortunate, but that was what Scrooge chose to do, and I, I think that that's great, I think that's a great scene that really sums up the whole thing, that mankind is our business, we need to look out for our fellow man and woman around the holidays, regardless, and all year, Re be thankful for the things that we have, count our blessings, and then while we're celebrating our theology at the birth of, birth of Christ, or, or whatever holiday, you know, uh, Hanukkah, you know, whatever your chosen deity is, this is the time of year that we associate with the a rebirth. Uh, a new year is coming. Uh, January, I read the other day, it uh, comes from the Roman god Janus, which had two, it like means doorway. Um, so basically, this is a doorway. Uh, uh, Janus is depicted as two faces in opposite directions. Kind of like the balance, almost a yin and yang, I guess, the doorway, but it means doorway opening of a doorway and so we're on the threshold of a doorway to a new year so the beginning of something the birth of christ the beginning of a new day a new dawn a new life so let's go you want to celebrate that by 
buying somebody presents and erecting a tree and stringing up lights and going out shopping and going sleigh riding and, and being ultra thankful and appreciative for everything that you have, then that is an awesome, awesome thing. And during this week that precedes the Christmas holiday, I want everybody to, uh, to know that I love them and that I appreciate their contribution to my life. I'm happy that you're in my life and I want everybody to friggin' just keep in mind that while you're sitting in traffic this week and you're stressed out on the job and it seems like nobody's really, you know, people are checking out because they're just ready to be sitting on the couch celebrating with their family rather than in the office, sitting in a cubicle or whatever. Remember that uh, we need to be thankful for all that we have. We need to love one another. and We're all members of the human race. So stop being assholes. I think that's important. And we need to take take uh, good care of this earth that we live on. So it's a good time to count your blessings. I'm going to do that all week and keep that in mind. You know, there's a tendency toward, particularly toward the end of the week, when people are like, oh, like I said, checked out. They're like, oh, man, fuck it. Just got one more day. It's hump day. We're going to get through this. Particularly at those times when the motivation seems at its lowest point, I'm going to uh, throttle up and drive through with appreciation and with patience for other people and to try to fight the tendency within my own body and mind that, you know, I'm, I'm chasing the clock or this guy needs to fucking go, though. Smelling the barn door. One of my boot camp instructors, drill instructor or one of my staff NCOs used that phrase, smelling the barn door. It's like, I can't wait. You're, it's like you're an animal wanting to go out into the fields and forage, chew the cud. But um, and you can smell that barn door. You can smell that it's about to open and what's beyond it. Jumping the gun. So uh, premature holidayulation whatever. So let's just freaking enjoy the ride. Let's take it easy. Take it as it comes this week. Be thankful for all that we have. Reach out to our brothers and sisters. Be kind. Be understanding. And get ready. Get poised and focused for the new year. In closing, I would like to uh, share with you that I downloaded this audio book over the weekend. I was watching a podcast to end the week, uh, Joe Rogan and Dr. Andrew Weil. Well, I've, I've known about Dr. Weil for quite a while. Remember back in the 90s, I had read some articles that he wrote. He was obviously a forerunner, uh, a real important guy in terms of alternative medicine and complementary, uh, and al- the merging of modern medicine and alternative medicine, or allopathic medicine and alternative medicine medical doctors and acupuncturists, chiropractors, massage therapists, herbalists, 
And so that was a really unique concept at the time. Nobody was doing it and still kind of never fully took root in terms of medical doctors understanding or, or changing their training so that they appreciate other approaches. I mean, there's some of that, but it seems to be a lot of when everything's a hammer, when everything looks like a nail, you're a hammer, when everything's a hammer. Yeah, when you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. That's fucking what it is. I'm sorry. Um, so anyway, I, I downloaded this book. It's called Breathing. And it's a fairly short book, but it gives you some really good basis, scientific basis for breathing techniques that are popular in meditation. Basically says that all breathing and meditation, it's, their origins can be traced back to India thousands of years ago. And so they have different ways that they did it. They're fairly simple techniques, simple but workable. And they want you to consider the muscles that are at work. And basically you have, we have both voluntary and involuntary control of our breathing. So we don't need to think to breathe. Our body just does it automatically, right? But if we want to, we can focus on it. We have control, active control of some of the respiratory muscles. So that's pretty cool because there's a, uh, we have a say in the type of breathing that we can do. And when we're stressed out, we kind of have a shallow, rapid, panicked breathing. But if we can train ourselves that when we are riled up, pissed off, aggravated, stressed, that we can do these breathing techniques, well, then maybe we can take the power back a little bit. And so I deal with some of this myself and have been trying to get more active in meditation but my father has been having some issues, and I, um, I'm trying to uh, help him, help everybody. And he, um, I, I pass forward the book, and hopefully he gets in in audio form and is able to follow it. And I suggest you get it too. It's like ten bucks on Audible. I got it with a credit. I have an Audible account. You might even be able to find it online. Andrew Weil, breathing. Who knows? But pretty sensible guy. Very uh, calming voice. And it might be something to look into. Yes, yes. Listen, love and respect. Have a wonderful Monday. The sun is shining. Kick ass and take names. Huh!